Welcome to the True Girl Momcast, where we'll learn a lot, laugh a lot, and have biblical conversation about raising daughters, because the struggle is real. But guess what? You, my friend, are not alone. I'm one of your hosts, Shannon McKenzie, and I'll be joined momentarily by Dana Gresh and Janet Mylan. Does God care what we wear? If so, how do we talk to our daughters about that without body shaming? Also, today I'll share about my no pain, no gain fashion experience. Find out why Janet is looking to cut out the fashion middleman in her life. And Dana apologizes to women who've been harmed by legalistic messages about modesty. Let's dive in. Here's Janet. Okay, so favorite fashion find and go. Oh, that's so easy for me. Because I tell people all the time, every time I wear it, I have this white shaggy yarn oh vest. Yeah. I literally look like half a Muppet when I'm in it. We, we know the best. <laughs> Maybe a whole Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> but I, when I went to buy it at a well-known brand store that's, that's known for being expensive, it was marked down to $39. Ooh. And you guys... Hmm. It, it was on the 75% off rack. I thought that was the 75% off. But when I checked out, I paid $9.99 for it. Well, you got to get it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So, That's awesome. you know. Well, I am a big thrifter. So all my favorite fashion finds come from thrift store. My favorite brand that I love is the brand Zara. They have clothes that mm-hmm. I love. And there is somebody who takes their size small Zara clothes to our thrift store, and I find all of them. All of and them. And I need Thank to you. find that woman, whoever she is, and just cut out the middleman <laughs> right. and say, hey, right I'll me. just buy your clothes, and you'll get all the money. It'll be great. I just, yes. I, I'm thrilled whenever I find something Zara at the thrift store. She so if that's does. you and you're listening, please call the True Girl offices. <laughs> we'll connect you to Janet. Are you my Zara supplier? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so... Red shoes with gold studs, and it kind of mm. sounds, yeah. There were these cute, strappy red, had a little platform, but mm. they were so comfortable and so snap. Just the right amount of studs where it was like classy, yeah. not like, mm. and um, <laughs> then I sprained my ankle in them. Oh, um, no. Yeah. I remember I just had Soraya, and I like twisted it a little bit, and I was like, oh, gotta hold the baby. And yeah, there went the shoes. Uh, yeah. R.I.P. I miss them. Fashion disasters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, today we want to shed some light on fashion. It really can be an area of conflict between moms and daughters. So we've got to know what we believe and be sure that the battles we fight are really worth fighting. Mm. So have you ever experienced conflict with your daughter over fashion? Has that ever come up? (laughs) Oh, wait, that's not rhetorical. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The answer is... Yes. Yes. Uh Uh That would be true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, me too. (laughs) Well, today we're hoping to help you really think through those moments when you feel that tension in your relationship with your daughter because of clothing, because it's real. It happens all the time. Yeah. Probably happened to a lot of people recently because school just started. So back to school shopping happens. (sighs) And there you are staring at the dressing room door and your eyes are crossing (laughs) and you're just texting your best friend saying, I can't do this. I can't do this. My favorite thing was prom dress shopping. Oh, Oh my. Let's not talk about it, please. I still have some situations in my heart about that. (laughs) So not ready. Well, Dana, it's time for some scriptural truth to chew on. Take us to the word and answer the question. Does God care what we wear? All right, time for our scriptural snacks. Consider this. Um, Many years ago, my publisher approached me with a request to write on the topic of modesty. 
And I was like, no way, no thank you. I, I literally, I had only had one book out of the gate, but I did not want to write on that topic. Mm-hmm. And the main reasons were, one, I love fashion. I think it's really fun. I, I don't think I'm as fashionable as either of you. You guys are always like oh, so adorable <laughs> at the office. But um, I like to look cute, right? Mm-hmm. And the other thing is I really detest legalism. Mm, and yeah. when I look around the body of Christ, I see this is one of those areas where Satan just has planted so much legalism in the hearts of men and women mm-hmm. when it comes to the way women dress. Doesn't have anything to do with the guys, mm-hmm. but I just really have never liked that. Hmm. But when my publisher asked me and I said no, it made me really pause and think, what do I believe about how we're supposed to be clothing ourselves? Like, Mm -hmm. do I have any convictions? Like, everything in the Word is supposed to guide my living. That probably includes the way I dressed. It kept nagging at me, so I read my Bible. Uh, good thing to do it's good when thing. something's nagging you. Yeah. <laughs> we like and it. Here's what I noticed, that the Bible didn't say a lot about modesty. There's really only like three or four verses, maybe a few more, about that topic. But it has a whole lot to say about clothing ourselves. And that starts in Genesis. When Adam and Eve became ashamed of their nakedness, they tried to fix it with fig leaves, right? So as far as leaves go, fig leaves are pretty substantial, but I'm not wearing one anytime soon. <laughs> uh, not out in public, anyway. Shaggy vest and the fig leaves. <laughs> yeah, so the fig leaves just were not sufficient to cover their nudity. But God, in His compassion, oh, I love this part, He had a better solution for Adam and Eve. He clothed them with the skin of a sacrificed animal. We can read about that in Genesis 21. And the garments he made for them were what students of the Word who are much smarter than me would say were tunics. Hmm. They would have covered the couple from their neck to their knees Hmm. much better than those fig leaves, at least as far as in in my book. (laughs) Um, Now, some theologians say, and this is what I find so fascinating, that the fact that it was a tunic was to restore their dignity as co-regents of this planet. Ah! Mm. Because later on in Scripture, when a tunic shows up, it's used to signify status and worth. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, Joseph's coat of many colors was a tunic. Mm. Um, the garment that the priests wore in the Old Testament, a tunic. Mm. So God mm. dressed them to honor them as the the rulers of the earth that he created them to be. Mm. And it's just so precious to me that God just doesn't clothe their physical nakedness, but he makes them regal again. Ah. Wow. wow. Now, um, right in close association to that redressing, that clothing, um, we find the Proto-Evangelium, and that's the first gospel. It's a Bible verse in the in the Bible that basically says, hey, there's hostility and there's a battle now, but it's going to be won one day. Mm-hmm. It is the first proclamation of Christ's coming and victory over this whole mess that Adam and Eve created when they listened to the lie of the Satan. And when I read this doctoral student's thesis on the theology of clothing, and he talked about the proto-evangelium, and he talked about the regality and the, and the dignity and the tunic, he concluded this, the gift of clothing reveals a God who meets us in our shameful, sinful condition and covers us through a sacrificial death. Oh. I have come to believe that the way we dress 
has the potential to declare, the gospel is here. Mm. Yeah. So clothing is symbolic of the gospel. <laughs> That's wild. It doesn't surprise me because everything in the Bible, mm. everything right? God did, was so intentional. <laughs> it's never just there for no reason reason at all. Right. Um, that's wild. Points back to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So amazing. It, it's just like blowing my mind, like thinking about that even with what we wear, God is able to be glorified. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the answer to your question, Shani, does God care what we wear? The answer is Yes, he cares mm. because he wants the way we present ourselves to say Jesus was and is here. In fact, yeah. in Romans 13:14, let me just read it to you. It says, "Clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ." Wow. Mm-hmm. So each and every morning when I wake up, I shuffle over to my closet, I choose what I'm going to wear that day, and this verse is suggesting I can do the same thing with my mind and my heart. I can put on the presence of the Lord Jesus. He is the main garment that we can choose to wear each day. And I choose Mm -hmm. to do that, of course, when I spend time in the Word and prayer each morning. Um, It's a discipline my mother helped me to learn starting when I was just eight years old, and I'm so thankful to her for that. But God does care what we wear, yes, very much. But sometimes... This is really important. When we teach our daughters about appropriate ways to dress their bodies, we do it with no concern, no mention about how we dress our hearts. In fact, Mm -hmm. I would say the majority of the time in Christian evangelical circles, we are guilty of that. Every single one, and yet every single one of a small handful of verses in the Bible that reference modesty, the main point is not what we wear on our bodies, but what we wear on our hearts. Um, in fact, Shani, could you read 1 Peter 3, 3 and 4? This is a verse we use very frequently to talk about modesty. Can you read it for us? Sure. Don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. Okay, so what is the main point of that verse? I mean, it makes me ask myself the question, are you dressing from the inside out Mm. or vice versa? Right. It sounds like scripture, once again, Mm -hmm. always is saying, hey, look at this, not this. Right. Look at this. This is what really matters. Look over here. Exactly. But so many times I do hear this verse used to tell our girls what not to wear on their bodies when the point is what to wear on their hearts. Mm. And there's just so much to wear. I mean, if you (laughs) like fashion, look at the Word of God and what we're supposed to be wearing on our heart. Not to be outdone by Claire's. I just took my granddaughters there for the first time (laughs) a few days ago. Oh, they loved it. I'm sure. (laughs) They loved it. Not to be outdone by Claire's, the Word of God gives us tons of accessories to wear as we clothe ourselves with the presence of the Lord. We can be clothed in humility, kindness, love, forgiveness, patience, the list goes on and on. So mom, here's my challenge to you. Let's pattern the way we talk to our girls about clothes after how God communicates about that topic in His Word. First of all, tell them what they're wearing on their heart is what matters most. And second, when you do address what they wear on their bodies, let them know the true purpose, to reflect the presence of Christ in their lives. So let me, let me just tell you how God confronted my own heart about this when one of my girls was, I don't know, probably about nine or 10 years old. So this child, who shall remain nameless, <laughs> she, she wanted to dye her beautiful light brown hair pink. Pink, I tell you, pink. 
<laughs> and we were at odds about this. I just wasn't ready for this. Well, that same week, I was speaking at a youth conference in Georgia, and uh, I saw this sweet girl. She must have been about 16 years old. She had not just pink hair, hot pink hair, and it was super short and spiky. And I got to tell you something. I confess that when I saw her in the audience, I judged her. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, that girl needs a big dose of Jesus. But this girl, as the weekend went on, had the most beautiful heart for Jesus Christ in wow. the entire room. Mm-hmm. She loved him so much. She was loving others through him. And I came home and I told my daughter, you know what? It's not about the hair. It's about the heart. And mm-hmm. I said yes to Cotton candy pink. Mm. I mean, just couldn't go much darker than that. (laughs) (laughs) And it turns out that was a really fun memory for my daughter and I. We we got to have a great conversation about our hearts. Mm. And in this situation, my heart was the one that needed to change. Mm -hmm. Mm. Wow. Wow. It sounds like that situation was used to help you see a little bit of legalism sprout that was starting to grow in your own heart. And you had to uproot it. Absolutely. It's so important to be listening as moms to the Holy Spirit and what is God nudging us to do. We have to be open to be taught by Him. Otherwise, you never would have learned the lesson. You would have just judged and your daughter who shall remain nameless would never have had pink hair. <laughs> this was at a time when when colored hair just wasn't everywhere like no, it is now. Now no. it's just, it was it's like so unusual. normal. Right, right. Good point. Yeah, right. Well, I want to highlight just one of dozens and dozens of verses about how we are Did instructed. Did you use the word highlight so close to the topic of hair color? <laughs> I want to use a pink highlighter <laughs> on just one of dozens and dozens of verses about how we are instructed to be clothed. It's our verse of the month if you're a True Girl subscriber. Shani, you are the resident scripture verse reader because you read it so well. Oh, I'm so excited. Proverbs, so <laughs> Proverbs 31.25. Go ahead, Shani. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. Matthew Henry says in his commentary on this passage, strength and honor are her clothing in which she wraps herself and in which she appears to the world. She enjoys a firmness and constancy of mind, has spirit to bear up under the many crosses and disappointments, which even the wise and virtuous must expect to meet in this world. And this is her clothing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put that in the show notes so everyone can really see it and chew on it. That's good. good. Mm. You know, I think about you know, clothing and um, just what we're clothing ourselves in and and where we're getting our strength and our dignity from. And as a ministry, we're very careful about taking people's cultures and uh, people's traditions mm-hmm. into account when we speak about dignity. Um, it's everywhere. It's in the mm-hmm. show. It's in books. And coming from a Caribbean culture myself, a lot of emphasis is placed on pride and yourself and your roots and your clothing. And that can easily become where you try to draw your strength and mm. dignity from. Uh, and the truth is, when I've looked for strength in other places, it would undoubtedly end up failing me. When my dignity is based on my culture, my womanhood, my momhood, <laughs> it, it never lasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, you know, you can you can take pride in your culture and your traditions mm-hmm. and, and things of that nature, but when they're your source. Mm-hmm. That's when the heart check comes. Yeah. So I've had I've had to do that. Like, okay, wait, do I have more pride in being West Indian or, you know, mm-hmm. being a, a mom than I do in knowing that my strength comes from 
God. Well, right. when you when you get your from. dignity from your hair, your clothes, mm-hmm. which you know, a lot of moms want their daughters to feel great about themselves. Yes. Um, it's like putting the cart before the horse, because mm. unless those things aren't extension and expression right. of having been clothed in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. they are going to eventually fail your heart. That's the truth. I feel like we're heading back towards that word legalism a little Mm. bit again, because anytime we depend on an action to be our identity and a source of who we are, it's a legalistic act, right? Like Mm -hmm. if we depend on something external to be an expression of who we are to the world, then we're, we're in trouble. And I, I think it's interesting because if we were to make a list of things we get letters for at True Girl, <laughs> yeah. letters against yes. <laughs> at True Girl, yeah. one of the top ones that people will say they are in disagreement with or, or are riled up about mm-hmm. is the fact that we talk about clothing and modesty and dignity. And mm-hmm. um, that's really interesting to me because um, it shows that people are on high alert against yeah. Yeah. legalism. Like they don't want legalism. That's not at all how we even teach mm-hmm. it. But it is something that comes up a lot and it's something we probably just need to talk about that, yeah. you know, a, a woman can have her daughter dressed modestly mm-hmm. and it could be a great area of pride in her life. Mm-hmm. Like yes. it could be what you're talking about, Shani. Yeah. Her identity is the fact that her daughter covers everything except mm-hmm. for her eyeballs, you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. there could be another mom whose daughter doesn't dress, you know, what may, somebody says modestly, but has a beautiful heart mm-hmm. and a, hum- a humility about her that's constantly leaning to the Lord for her identity. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you're worried about the length of your daughter's skirt, how tight her shirt is, um, how low her shirt is, and I'm not saying that as a mom you shouldn't teach her to dress appropriately. I'm not saying that. But mm-hmm. if you worry about that, you are conforming her to a standard yeah. rather than allowing her heart to be transformed by the renewing of her mind through Jesus Christ so that you don't have to control the length of her skirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. That's the goal is the mm-hmm. transforming of our minds and our hearts. Right, that's yeah. right. And I, I'll tell you, I've had seasons with my kids and moms, you know what this is like. There are seasons when you have bigger fish to fry. Mm-hmm. There's something about her heart that you've got to go after. Right. There's seasons with my daughter where maybe she wasn't dressing in a way that I would choose or whatever. But I wasn't like that wasn't even the issue I had to go after. It was the fact that she was putting on unworthiness every day. She was putting on shame or arrogance. Mm-hmm. But the other thing she was putting on mm-hmm. <laughs> on top of her clothes that I didn't maybe approve of were the were the things I needed to address in yeah. prayer and you know all the things of connecting with her. Um, so yeah, it takes a lot of discernment, I think, and yeah. a lot of just laying it down, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what it takes. It takes us being clothed in Jesus Christ. That's us being clothed in humility. Us being clothed in compassion. Us being clothed in kindness. Us being clothed in the belt of truth. Mm -hmm. You know, all of those things, if they're not first on our hearts and our lives, we aren't going to be able to do this well with our daughters. We're going to quickly revert to legalism. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you're a mom out there and you're like, I don't know, I'm not nailing this, or I'm just feeling bags. My daughter has this bend towards dressing like this way, and I just feel a lot of shame around that. Mm -hmm. Just hang in there, Mm -hmm. mama. (laughs) Hang in there. Press into the Lord. Find some friends who love you for who you are, and just cast off the shame, put on dignity yourself, and just love your daughter well where she is at, and God will direct you in all of the things, Mm -hmm. always. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're not saying there can't be family standards. We're suggesting, Mm -hmm. though, maybe you call them that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This is our family preference that Mm -hmm. this is this is how we dress as a family and Mm -hmm. stop putting it on her that these are rules and 
and and weight mm-hmm. and performance based faith things that God puts on you. That's not what they are. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking beforehand, like mm-hmm. we get all excited about tight shirts and low cut shirts and stuff. But some of the countries where we have done a lot of ministry, mm-hmm. women are frequently topless. Yeah. And, you know, African, some of the African countries we minister mm-hmm. in, and there's nothing really sexual about it. Right. Um, but their legs over there, like we have to wear long skirts over there because mm-hmm. legs are Better so a lot them. of the th- standards yeah. that we have yeah. are standards that are just part of this fallen world mm-hmm. and all the differences that we have in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, so just go back to the heart. What's uh-huh. going on in her heart? Are you nurturing and fostering the desire for her to clothe herself in Jesus Christ? Mm-hmm. And I would say conversely, you know, because a lot of those letters we do receive. Um, moms are on edge because they experienced yeah. legalism. Oh, that's a good point. And it's coming yeah. from now right. a place of hurt and shame sure. that was instilled in them. Yeah. And now they're trying to get so far away from that that it's not necessarily, you know, hey, now we're we're gonna go by what God is saying, clothe yourselves in dignity, but I just want you to do the opposite of what was taught to me. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. And so like that, that becomes equals strength it somehow. Equals, right. Exactly. Right. So in all of it, we're checking our hearts to see where it's coming from, you know, mm-hmm. and why what's our motivation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would encourage moms yeah. to do that as well because we want to protect our daughters, you know, but if we're wanting to protect our daughter from legalism, we still have to make sure that we're aligned with God's word. Yeah. You know? And if that's you and you're like, yeah, there was a measuring stick pulled out to measure my skirts. Or even if, you know, you were when you were younger, you read one of my books and it didn't land right in your heart. I'm sorry about that. That, you know, God Mm -hmm. loves you so much. Mm -hmm. You are his masterpiece. You were created by him as a treasured work of art. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we get it wrong in the church. Sometimes I get it wrong. Mm. don't throw the truth of God's word out just because some of us are fallible and we mess it up. Mm-hmm. Go to the word, see what it says, clothe your heart in truth. Yeah. You know how men do the No Shave November challenge to raise awareness about cancer? Well, you are also welcome to do the No Shave November challenge, but we really want you and your daughter to do the No Grumble November challenge. We'll tell you all about it in the next True Girl MomCast. If you're a True Girl subscriber, you'll get all the details about No Grumble November in your next box, the Shine Box. It starts shipping in just a few weeks. If you're not a subscriber, go to mytruegirl.com slash subscription. What we clothe our daughter's hearts with is what matters most. But what she wears on her body is important, too. The American Psychological Association's two-year task force on the sexualization of girls clearly linked the marketing of fashion and beauty products to an increase in body image issues, eating disorders, and depression. Pressuring a girl to grow up too fast, appear older than she actually is, and accentuate her sexuality puts her on a conveyor belt to harmful habits and beliefs. If you have a hunch that the latest fashion trend does not convey your daughter's value with dignity, it's probably the Holy Spirit guiding you. Trust it. And we're here to help in a really practical way. I'm talking about the True Girl Pajama Party Tour. The event features live worship, deep Bible teaching, fun games, mother-daughter conversation time, 
And at each event, we pull girls out of the audience to help us put on a fashion show that creatively inspires your daughter to present herself with dignity. Learn more about the True Girl Pajama Party coming to a city near you at mytruegirl.com. <laughs>